Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Baseball Podcast. I'm Dust McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. We're up to episode 72, uh, and we have once again, uh, shockingly, seen a lot of baseball recently. That's why there's been a little bit of a a gap between episodes because we've been spending so much time, uh, so much time with Melissa at the Zplex, uh, catching all sorts of stuff for Drew. It's been everything. It's been college league. It's been uh, the Muncie um, in the Manningly, and for me, it was the Manningly getting up there uh, and spending some days there. So that's what we're going to focus on today uh, is the double ABC, double ABC Don Manningly World Series. Um, which led to a birth in the WABC Connie Mack World Series in Farmington, New Mexico. A big, big deal. Um, one of the more famous events, uh, I, I think, in the summer for, for, uh, for select travel baseball and things like that. But uh, we're going to run through a bunch of names, a bunch of players today. Uh, we'll get to as many as we can. There are a ton of teams playing, as we say, with the, the last time we did one of these about the pudge and when I write my scout notes. Uh, we can only we can only be at one game at a time, basically, like even though there's a bunch going on, uh, we bounce around from field to field and try to see as much as we can. Um, you know, so there are going to be times when we miss stuff or miss performances or miss a player here or there. But we're going to do our best to try to highlight uh, a bunch of the standout performances that we saw. But uh, first off, Drew, how are you doing? Um, the, the summer is. I guess kind of in the home stretch now, you know, we've, we've had our big 17U event, 16U event, 15U event, and 14U event. So uh, I know college league is still rocking and rolling, but um, we've survived June and, and July is kind of reaching the midway point. And before we know it, um, we'll be kind of looking ahead towards, towards the fall and, and what the high school season will bring. Yeah, it's been busy. Um, I feel like it's just, you know, this is the first day in a long time that I just don't wake up and drive to Melissa. Um, that's kind of the schedule we're on right now. But yeah, yesterday, like I said, we started our uh, college league playoffs. So our college league will conclude tomorrow. Um, the way we did it, we had 24 teams make the playoffs. So we did three 18 brackets. Um, so each we took the top eight, middle eight, and then the, the bottom eight teams and gave them something to play for. And last night was competitive. Uh, there were some really good games yesterday and we'll finish up with the championships tomorrow of each bracket. So excited for that. Um, you said there's some really good talent up there. We have doing our final roster check. We have 35 teams and about 750 kids in the league. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's been fun. Um, good baseball, uh, you know, but it is, it's just such a different pace than a, an event like the Mattingly because it's, you know, there's just a lot more people out there watching, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the, um, the graphics with all the scouts there from mm -hmm. the Mattingly. I mean, it's, it was packed. I mean, there was pro scouts, Juco D1, D2, D3, everybody out there. So that was fun to see, um, get to see, get to see a lot of guys that you don't get to see a lot during the year, uh, especially the college guys, but man, it's fun to see which, uh, schools and staffs are out there grinding. Cause it is, it is a, it is not for the week. It's a long, no. hot event. And there were guys that I felt looked like were there the whole time. Didn't, mm -hmm. didn't miss a, a game slot at Melissa. Um, so that was, that was fun to see. Uh, just, just always like, you know, getting more and more good baseball people out at the events and 
um, you know, when, when some of the intensity gets ratcheted up on some of those games, it's, it's really fun. You know, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. But that, that semifinal game between Doolins and uh, 12 Maroon was one of the most back and forth, crazy baseball games period that I've ever seen. So, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, just a lot of good talent. Um, never get tired of watching baseball. Um, and it was fun. It was a really good event and, uh, the Doolin Dodgers came out on top and, and they earned it cause it was not an easy path. No, not, not an easy path at all. And, and, um, like you said, it's, it wasn't for the, the faint of heart. I mean, it was, it was hot. The days were long. I, I do think that we saw a lot of pitcher fatigue. It just seemed like a lot of the arms were, were tired, understandably. So, um, a lot of these guys are kind of all over the place. You know, Barrett Kent showed up after being at PDP up in, in North Carolina for a little while. And, um, you know, these, a lot of these guys pitched a lot of innings for their high school team. And, um, so the guys that had the, the energy, uh, especially on the position player side and the consistency really, uh, really have an opportunity to stand out. And you mentioned the coaches too. Um, we're starting to see some commitments come out of, come out of this stuff. Uh, I know we've seen a few recently from the Pudge World Series, which was our, mm-hmm. our 16U event. Um, I just looked at today and, uh, one of the guys we liked from the Hawaii team, Jay so- uh, Souza in yep. the committee to Texas tech. And we saw Texas tech had two assistants out there basically the whole time at the pudge. Uh, we saw yep. Zach Fry didn't, didn't play in the Mattingly, but was nearby at one of our events and a guy that you saw and, and really, really liked has been throwing the ball extremely well. Um, Texas A&M went and watched him. I think Jim Schlossnagel was the one to go watch him. Yep. And then after a great outing ends up being a Texas A&M commitment. So, um, the coaches were out, they were grinding. Um, you, and you can tell, uh, it's starting to reflect itself in, in the commitment list and things like that, but, uh, a really great event, fun event, a lot of teams from all over, but yeah, we're going to try to go through each bracket. So we had four brackets, um, in honor of Don Mattingly and, and we'll start with the, uh, the Yankees bracket because we'll start with the champions. Like you said, uh, Doolin's Dodgers prime. Um, we're the champions. It was not an easy path at all. You mentioned that crazy semifinal game against 12 Maroon, which uh, Doolin's ended up winning 10 to nine on a walk-off homer. Uh, 12 Maroon came all the way back with um, back-to-back homers in the sixth inning. I believe Landon West, who a guy that I I feel like we see him, he just hammers the ball constantly. Um, And then JJ Kinnett as well. Um, But then Doolin's responded with, with a couple of homers of their own as well. Um, Lane Allen, I mean, one of the hardest hit balls of the event, just an absolute freaking moonshot. And and we got a really good video of that. And you can just hear the ball off the bat Mm -hmm. and tell that it was crushed. But from the angle, the video is it was tough to see how far you see the ball land and you can tell it went way over the fence. And but I was on the other side I was on the third base side so I had a clear line of vision to where that landed and it probably hit the street like yeah I the no that no video did that justice because that ball was absolutely crushed I mean yeah. it was it was way way gone um, yeah but yeah I mean and, and that's a wood too so they a handful of guys on that doings team just put up monster monster numbers over the course of the week. And they were, I mean, they didn't seem to have much of a problem with wood. No, uh-uh. now I think it's probably fair to say Lane Allen probably has some of the most raw power that we saw at least. Um, I mean, just, I like those guys that are the physical guys, but 
they have the, sh- the like the short arm swing, you know, there's less yep. to screw up when you're one of those big guys. And um, he gets some leverage into his swing. You can kind of see it with the way he finishes in the lower half and things like that. And yeah, he, like that video does not do it justice because that ball just kind of goes into the night. And if you've never yep. been to the uh, out to Melissa to the, the Z plex, there's like a, there's a road like a, that runs behind there. And it's probably what, like 50, yeah. 80 feet behind there. And you're right. It might have made it to the road. Like, and then Andy Neal comes behind him and hits the walk off Homer um, with, with some bat speed of his own. But yeah, that, that whole team, a lot of bat speed, um, a lot of juice. Uh, they ended up hitting eight homers as a team. They ended up slugging 557 as a team, like the whole fit in, in seven games. But um, you know, a guy that you saw it a lot during the high school season at Lovejoy, Aiden Smith, uh, and, and all these guys are 2023 players, unless we otherwise say they are. Um, Aiden Smith, a, a Mississippi State commitment, um, ended up being the uh, the MVP of the, the tournament, uh, an OPS of 1.556, struck out, yeah, struck out just twice in 27 plate appearances. That's what always kind of sticks out to me is, um, there's some guys that get to the power and there's a little bit more swing and miss, you know, Lane Allen's kind of like that, but, uh, I mean, it's just when he connects it, it jumps. I mean, it's really, really loud. Um, and, uh, and he was no slouch at 1.214 with OPS, but, um, Aiden Smith is two strikeouts, um, three homers scored 10 runs. I think he stole five bases as well. I felt like that he was one of the most consistent and steady guys. It just seemed like every time you saw him taking at bat, he was not giving the bat away. He was often making hard contact. His energy level was really consistent. Um, a guy that's like, he keeps good posture in like everything he does when he swings, when he's, when he's in the outfield, when he's tracking the ball off the bat, like a lot of things just kind of come naturally to him with his movements. But um he he backed up you know being one of the top outfield prospects in the state I think with with what he did this past week yeah no doubt I mean he uh, the guy that he kind of reminded me of as as the tournament wore on just kind of watching him move around in the outfield was uh former LSU and then big leaguer uh Mikey Matuk um just big athlete and he covers some ground um and he 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 can play center field I mean I I don't know if that's what he'll play at the next level, but he can. I know that. Um, it, it was fun to watch him play. There's some star power there for sure. A couple other guys that really had good events. Dakota Howard, uh, OU yeah. commit from Van Alstine, can really run. He's really um, athletic. Yeah, and, and he seemed to make stuff happen in big mm-hmm. moments a lot. Um, you know, there's a couple of balls that he, you know, just found a way to get the get the run in, um, would get out, but – he, uh, I think he ended up with seven RBIs, eight runs, three doubles. Uh, but he can, like you said, he can really run. Good athlete. Uh, Matt Osenfort, the big left-handed first baseman. From, He's got some uh, bat speed. From South Dakota. He can mash in. Well, I mean, a lot of people know this, but some people don't. Like, he, he can really, really pitch. So, he had Tommy John last June um, and is aiming to be back and throwing live off the mound in game action in Jupiter. Um, but this guy can really pitch like he's a big time prospect. Um, but I was, I was really impressed with him at the plate. Um, a guy that if you watch over the course of the week, you can tell is kind of the heart, heart and soul of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, just always talking, always in the game. Like, you know, where he is at all times and just seemed to have a really good feel for the game. Uh, really fun to watch him play Brad Pruitt. 
kind of the workhorse on the uh, on the mound mm-hmm. for for Doolin's through a complete game in the championship game from from Geyer. Um, and man, he was he was good. Man, he he just he competes. That's kind of the the best way to sum it up. I mean, he just kept throwing it in there and getting outs. Um, and and as we know, that has a lot of value as you continue to to go up in um, uh, in, in the baseball world. But he was he was impressive as a Texas State commit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, Barrett Kent, he started the game from um, against twelve. And you can see why everyone likes him. That was probably, I mean, because of the two teams, but clearly the pitching matchups drive a lot of where the scouts are headed. And yeah, that, that game was full of that game probably had the most pro scouts. Um, everyone knew that he was going to be throwing against just a loaded lineup and he threw four innings, had seven K's. Um, you know, I, I bet if you asked him, it probably wasn't his best outing, but man, you can see it's all there. Uh, for the Arkansas committee and you know hats off to him because he's come he came off of uh of traveling quite a bit from yeah uh, coming back from PDP um and there were some other guys in the event that or their teams were in it that didn't come back and he mm-hmm. shoot he came back and hit 500 in the event. yeah I saw that um, yeah he didn't just he but, didn't just come for his outing he he got in there and swung the bat too right like there's a lot there he from a body type wise um I don't know that he has the the level stuff at this age, and but it's definitely in there. Uh, but he it reminds me a little bit of Homer Bailey. Okay, um, just kind of the way he moves. Um, but you know, Homer was the big guy in art in that 2004 class, and he was you know in that one one conversation. So um, there's a lot there to like. Uh, Barrett Barrett's got a big future ahead of him on the mound, um, and there's there's some there's some definite projection that you can see there. Um, but he's obviously already a dominant, dominant pitcher. Yeah. That's, that was a FOMO one for me. Um, had to get back and, uh, put in a shift with the, with the newborn. Um, if you, if you hear the fatigue in my voice, uh, she's not sleeping as well as the first child did, which is a bummer, but, um, that, that, because I knew he was throwing, I was like, Oh man. Uh, cause I think he's got a chance to be, I think he's got a chance to be the best non-Travis Sakura Blake Mitchell pitcher in the state. Um, you know, it just seems like you, you, you've heard some kind of some whispers from some scouts about, hey, this guy's it's 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 taking a step. Yeah. Um, so no I'm, I'm really excited to follow his his trajectory during the summer. And um, Kyler Proctor, another guy, two way guy. Um, I've heard he can really throw hard on the mound. I think he threw just an inning. Uh, played shortstop well for for that Doolin's team, but uh, just a really fun group, uh, a loaded group. Um, you know, just they they didn't lack talent for sure, but just their consistent competitiveness uh, up and down the lineup, the bat speed, the physicality, um, really stuck out for sure. So a, a deserving champion, um, and what ended up being a really, really, really competitive final few days um, as the cream kind of started to rise to the top, and, and those teams. Uh, went head to head and um, it seemed like my, it seemed like my, uh, the, the, the Z-Plex started playing that like chorus field, um, you know, once <laughs> once it turned to like Friday and Saturday, like it was really hot, but the ball just started flying, um, flying out of there for sure. So um, they uh, deserving champions there and, and they'll move on to Farmington, New Mexico and the Connie Mack World Series. But um, they they knocked off um, Marucci Elite Texas uh, 2023 Holly. 
yep. uh, eight, eight to three in, in the, um, the bracket championship there. And shout out to the Marucci, man. They had, they had two teams doing a lot of really good work. Um, uh, the Holly group made the bracket championship there and, and lost to the eventual champion. And then um, Marucci elite Texas 2023 uh, uh, Thames made it to the, the championship game. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately Doolin got them there as well, obviously. So um, the Holly team, Tobias Motley, uh, Rice Commitment 2023 from Cy Ranch is a guy that um, I think we've written about some in the past. He might have been a pick-to-click guy. Um, you just yeah. kind of look at him, and, and there's still a lot of physical projection remaining, but he's starting to fill out a little bit more since I've seen him. Uh, he's a guy that every time I see him, he's a little bit better. Um, he had a really good event, ended up hitting 385, um, slugged 846, had a homer, walked four times, only struck out twice. Um, it's starting to, I think it's starting to kind of come together for him. Um, and he was consistently good, hit the ball, um, to all parts of the field. Like I watched them for a game and he was pulling balls. He's hitting balls the other way down the right field line, had a strong event there. Um, you know, Zion Stevens didn't have statistically the the great event, but you can kind of see why, um, he was a really standout player for Ridgepoint, uh, who made it to the state semifinal this year in 6A, um, an ACU commitment there. Um, Kyle Chambers, a guy that I've, I've written about, Cypher outfielder, big, big, big-time academic guy, also a really good football player, um, ended up hitting 450 with an OPS of 1,000. If you're an academic school, you need to get on this guy. Uh, he could really, really run. It's plus speed. It might even be plus plus. Um, good athlete, really competes. Um, he had a really strong event for that Marucci team. Um, and, and then Gavin Hickman as well, kind of a, a guy I didn't know too much about, but kind of a lower slot player, uh, lower yeah. slot pitcher from the right side um, through 4.2 shutout innings, um, gave up just one hit, zero walks and struck out seven. Um, so he, he really helped propel that Marucci team um, into the bracket championship there. So certainly that's going to be a right-handed arm to follow as well. But um, these guys really competed well. Um, you know, they, they swung the bats well got enough on the arm. And uh, I think it says a lot about the Marucci program that they had two teams that were kind of standing there at the end. uh, And what was a really, really competitive 17 U event. Yeah. Like I said, I was impressed by Parker Lewis that hitting 500 for the event Um, had a good weekend for sure. Um, I staying in that bracket uh, moving over to the Las Vegas recruits, that team was really impressive. Um, You know, they've had guys, they've had several teams in our events, uh, this summer and man, they, they always bring a load of talent. Uh, but yeah, they were fun to watch again. Gavin Taylor is a monster. Um, he's going to have a big college. He reminds me of Silas Ardwan a little bit, Okay, just the body type and the way he moves. He's a little bigger than Silas, but he had a monster tournament hitting 563, three doubles, two home runs, eight RBIs, um, can catch and throw, um, got a good arm. Um, and then on the mound, Andrew Overland, through eight and a third, seven Ks, and just one earned run from Cimarron Memorial. Uh, Gavin Taylor's from Birmingham uh, High School, but he's he's got a big future ahead of him. I mean, he, he does a lot of little things that you don't see catchers his age do, and he can just flat out hit, bottom line. Yeah, he can hit, man. He, he, was, he was definitely in the conversation as one of the best hitters in the event. Uh, zero strikeouts, um, which is really remarkable considering the level of competition yeah, a competition, excuse me. Um, and Andrew Overland didn't have any strikeouts either as well. So, um, again, that's always something that kind of sticks out to me. But 
yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun watching those groups come in um, and just the, the physicality and the talent level they have. And, and we know the quality of baseball out there, especially following our five to Arizona coverage um, out of some of those schools, you know, the Bishop Gormans in the, in the world and, um, you know, places like that in Arizona, Nevada. It's, it's fun to see those guys come down and, and, and compete. Um, but they, they certainly held their own and performed well. Um, the prospects national team, um, Brooks Carter, you, you mentioned catchers. I didn't know a whole lot about Brooks Carter, but um, he was hitting in the middle of that prospects national team lineup. Uh, big physical catcher, left-handed hitter. He's got some bat speed. Uh, he's got some bat speed and he's got some barrel control. And I, I saw a couple of college coaches kind of peeking in there and getting some side views of his swing. And it kind of, you know, caught my attention. Well, I was like, huh, you know, I need to kind of bear down this guy a little bit and, and see what's, see what's intriguing. And uh, it took one swing and I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that looks there it like is. a guy that's, that looks like a guy that's going to have a chance to play some D one baseball. Um, but he ended up hitting 385, 467, 385. Um, no extra base hits, but I'm telling you, it's it's in there for sure. Um, he he just missed a couple of pitches in the game I saw and hit a couple of towering uh, fly balls that kind of showed what kind of raw power he has. So I think that he's going to be a guy to definitely follow um, for sure. And, the, and then Brett Deacon, a guy I've written about in the past, Klein Oak player, two-way player. Um, I think I like him a little bit more as a hitter. Um, he's just been consistently productive with the bat, just kind of a guy that carries himself like, no moments too big, um, likes to compete, kind of one of those slow heartbeat guys, um, seems to thrive in kind of situations when there's runners on base and things like that. Um, so he had a strong event for that prospects national team, uh, two-way player that's still in committed, coming off a really good season um, at Klein Oak uh, for, for Brett Deegan. Yeah, and just to round out this bracket, a couple of guys, a couple other guys that had some standout performances from some of the other teams that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, from ABA, Gene Trujillo uh, hit 429, hit two bombs. Fun to watch him hit. Yeah, a lot of power there. Um, from Dallas Tigers, Ahern, Aiden Terry hit 357, mm -hmm. a double and a triple. Um, and then North Dallas Baseball Academy, Wesley Scott from Lake Highlands had a good tournament. Um, he's a good player, athletic. Uh, looks like he has a feel for what he's doing at the plate. Um, and just, you know, he's got he's got a chance to play at the next level for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Terry. Uh, he's a guy I wrote about um, at our San Houston State event um, in June, just because he's switch hitter. And like it's it's pretty legit from both sides. And just every time I looked up, it was a really good at bat. Made some plays defensively at third base. Gets on the mound and throws strikes um, in the mid '80s. Yep. Competes well. Just a just a baseball player. Um, yep. That guy's gonna find a home somewhere. Um, he's definitely going to help his high school team this upcoming season, and he's going to end up somewhere in college. And just going to be like, hey, need me to pitch, need me to play third, need me to hit, whatever it is. Um, but it's just like every time I've seen him in multiple events this summer, uh, it's it's really, really stood out for sure. So um, that's the Yankees bracket. Again, uh, Dolan's the eventual champions, um, came out of that bracket um, and then ended up winning the whole thing. But um, Marucci Elite 2023 Holly meeting them in the bracket championship, Las Vegas recruits. I mean, a lot of a lot of good baseball in that bracket. Um, moving over to the Marlins bracket, which was won by uh, GPS Legends Puffer, um, knocking off Texas 12 Black um, in that final game there. And uh, the Legends, man, they've they've got some big guys. Um, it's it's a team that I'm pretty familiar with since it's got a lot of guys from my neck of the wood down here in Austin. Um, and I, I know that we, uh, they're, uh, they're 16 year team, uh, with Ridge Morgan and those guys in our pudge, 
um, caught our caught our attention as well. But strong event for those guys. Um, they've, they've, they've got some guys that certainly looked the part physically. Um, Cooper Scott, a, a guy that hits in the middle of that Lake Travis lineup. He's probably six, four, maybe six, five physical right hand hitter. Imagine him and big Cole Johnson hitting back to back <laughs> in the Lake Travis lineup. Uh, and you've got two of the biggest uh, guys with some of the most power um, in the area for sure. And he showed his power. He ended up hitting two homers slugged eight sixty seven. Um, you know, for that GPS legends team and the Jackson Elizondo had a really strong event uh, was good on the mound. Uh, he's a guy that I saw a pitch during the high school season for Smithson Valley. Um, just nothing's really straight. You know, he can kind of manipulate the breaking ball, throws multiple pitches for a strike um, strong. It's kind of one of those more like shorter compact frames, but a lot of strength. Um, you can see the arm strength. And then I, 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 he caught my attention with the bat too. I didn't know like, because I don't think he hit that much for Smithson Valley, or at least in the games that I watched. Three bombs. Um, three bombs. Three bombs for Jackson Elizondo, who ended up being um, kind of the catalyst for that team, really driving them, um, you know, out of that bracket and, and, you know, winning that bracket and moving on uh, to play for uh, – get into the semifinals and compete for a championship there. But three bombs um, really pitched well. But a fun group to follow. Braden Best is a guy that – uh, I saw a little bit at Round Rock uh, catcher. Um, he's, you know, I saw him catch Travis Sikor in a game. And anytime you can actually just catch the ball when Travis Sikor is throwing, I think it's noteworthy. <laughs> um, and that's something that he did well. But uh, a fun group to follow for sure. Well, they, and certainly and they, had, they had some standout performances on the mound, too. You already mentioned Elizondo. Cade Weibel had a good outing. Uh, yes. Five innings, six Ks, no runs from Round Rock High School. Connor Freeman uh, threw – I think seven and a third of 10 Ks, no earned runs. And Mason Gerard uh, through four innings had eight Ks and no earned runs. So mm. you could see that they, they were, uh, they were one of the strongest pitching teams in the tournament. I know coach Puffer does such a good job with those guys and, and they, they really, they really did well on the mound this week. Yeah. And, and Gerard, you know, he, he's, he coming off of a shoulder injury, didn't pitch during his high school season. So um, strong kind of, you know, not his first outing this summer, but, but one of his first outings in a while and to get out there and throw four shutout innings and strike out eight, I think is certainly noteworthy there. Freeman's a guy I saw in the high school season. He's got a lot of projection left, but I think we saw, I mean, he, he throws strikes. Uh, he's yep. going to get out there. He's going to throw strikes. Uh, he's a tough guy to, for, for hitters to pick up from the left side. Uh, and then Cade Weibel, I, I was kind of scratching my head. Like I seen, I saw round rock a few times. And I don't remember this guy's, this guy pitching, um, and I think it was either up to 89 or 90 miles an hour. I have to look back at my notes, but um, breaking ball played well, got some swings and misses uh, a guy that had a lot of, of college attention, even kind of some pro guys peeked over uh, to see what he was doing there. Um, kind of like Gavin Hickman, we talked about earlier, kind of a lower slot, which is, he kind of makes a difficult look uh, for those hitters, but yeah, they had some arms for sure. Cameron Williams, uh, I believe was up to 89 miles an hour from the left side um jackson baker a lake travis guy only threw two innings but um I've, I've seen him up to 90 in the past really good sinker life so and then tanner jackson um didn't didn't have a great event in terms of control but i've seen him be good in the past another round rock guy that round rock staff could be pretty good next year with sakura um okay. weibel and tanner jackson they've, they've got some guys for sure so uh speaking of pitching that uh, texas 12 2023 black team uh, my guy Lucas Moore ended up throwing a complete game shutout one hitter 
I could tell he was fatigued. I even talked to him a little bit after the game, and uh, he threw a lot of quality innings for Katie High School this year, um, and he stung some innings in the summer as well, but ended up striking out seven, walking just two. Uh, ended up committing to UTSA a couple of days after that. Really good get for UTSA. Another yeah. staff that we see out grinding a lot of our events. Um, so a really stand up performance for him. But um, the guy to me, like I was really excited to watch this guy pitch. Uh, Clayton Freshcorn, one of the quickest, cleanest, loosest arms that I saw in the event. He's he's probably only about 150 pounds, five foot ten. Um, he's going to add some weight, but he's he's probably never going to be a 210, 220 kind of guy. But some weight's going to come. Um, but he just you watch him pitch. And you watch the way that the delivery works and, and especially the arm, he's going to throw really hard in the future. And the ball just kind of jumps out of his hand. And I think the shape of his pitches is going to improve over time and just, you know, more knowledge, more reps of getting on the mound and things like that. But uh, currently uncommitted from Waller High School, I, I think that he's going to be a guy that gets a lot of D1 attention. Uh, I know there's a lot of coaches that are already taking a very, very close look at him, but um, he really, really impressed me on the mound. And then, um, Andrew Del Hierro, uh, control can kind of be a little hit, touch and go, but uh, he throws really hard from the left side. Andrew Hilton, the guy that had a couple outings there, uh, his changeup really, really flashed, was up to 89 miles an hour. But, um, you know, Moore ended up being the most productive guy on the mound for them. Tyler Garantino, a guy I saw pitching the, for Bernie, uh, punched out eight across five innings. So uh, a fun team to watch play for sure. Uh, a, a, a team that I've I've seen a couple of times now, and uh, those guys continue to stand out. Yeah, they uh, you know, that the whole organization it just does a good job. I mean they they play baseball the right way, uh, really well coached across the board. Obviously, they just lost their one of their directors with Zach Dillon to Baylor, who was there the whole time. Um, he was he camped out at Melissa for the entire week and. Uh, he's, he's going to do a good job at Baylor. I mean, I know we'll talk about more of the coaching hires and stuff probably on the next episode, but, um, you know, Zach had a big hand in making that such a good organization, but just across the board, you know, that, uh, you know, guys like Corey Van Allen, Jeremy Knox, like they just have a, they just have a lot of really good coaches and you can tell they play the game the right way. Um, and I always thought it was interesting. A lot of times when the maroon or black was playing, a lot of the kids from the other 12 team in the event were there watching mm -hmm. them. So, you know, you just have a feel of like, you know, they, they've bought into what the 12 are doing as an organization and they, you know, it's just, it's fun to watch teams like that play for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, Elaine, Lane Sparks center fielder from Brenham. Um, yeah. One of my favorite quotes at the event is I overheard one of the uh, parents um, on his team, they, they started calling him the Roomba. Um, because he just, he just sucks everything up in center field. I was like, that is outstanding. Like it was a fly ball. I'm like, oh yeah, here, the room is going to suck this one up. Um, and sure enough, he kind of glides over there and, and makes the play. He's got a chance to be a standout defender in center field and uh, um, started a little slow at the bat, but he ended up swinging it well. I like the swing. I, I think he's a definite D1 guy. Um, but I, that, that was one of my favorite quotes from the event is, is uh, every time I see or hear Lane Sparks name now, I'm going to think of the Roomba, but um, Brady England, a guy I've written about after the same, he's say they've been a cat, really athletic catcher swung the bat. Well, um, Camden Johnson made some nice plays at shortstop um, swung the bat. Well, so um, you know, and, and then Tyler Garantino, a guy that, that swung at some as well. And so did William Johnson, William Johnson, big athletic kid can kind of play multiple positions um, ended up with an OPS just over a thousand. 
I think he's got, he's definitely going to have an opportunity to play at the next level. But uh, I finally got a look at your boy, Aiden Howard. I finally yeah. got an in-person look. Um, it was kind of a, a, a FOMO thing for me because I've been hearing about this guy. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it, I've certainly never looked that good in the uniform for sure. But uh, <laughs> he's uh, he can certainly back it up um, with some play as well. He ended up hitting 455. Um, I have to look back at my notes. I think I had him four, two down the line from both sides of the plate, both the right <laughs> side and the left side. So, um, you know, tracked some balls down, uh, defensively in center field. Uh, you can see why he's created as, as, as much buzz as, as maybe any position player in the state right now over the summer. Yeah. I mean, the, the switch hitting ability, the speed, the athleticism, the projection, it's all there. And one of the most exciting things for me about Aiden is like, he, he just gets better every time you see him. Yeah. Like you can see him developing like from week to week and that, I mean, I, I don't, you can't put a price on that. I mean, someone's going to have to next June or July, but I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it, it, the talents there, the projections there. Uh, I know several people that know his family really well. And like it, this kid's not going to stop getting better. You know, he has all the intangibles on and off the field, Coaches rave about him. You know, his high school coach, Coach Stone, is one of the coaches in our college league. And I talked to him for quite a while after their game last night. And I mean, you can't you can't put a number of uh, on the comments that he had about how much uh, Aiden means to their program and what type of kid he is. And a lot of it didn't even have to do with with the results on the field. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you put a kid on the field like that and in your lineup and you just know you're going to get production. You know, you're going to have a guy that is just a special talent and a special kid. So it's going to be fun watching him play over the years. You know, I, he had a, a big day at the area code tryout, made the area code team. And um, it's just, you know, it's just beginning for him. I mean, it's it's just a it's just a really exciting player and he's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the most obvious ones that you can tell there's, there's a big, there's a big gap between where he is right now and where, where he could be um, even as soon as the end of his high school season. And that's, that's not a negative thing at all. That's 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 while dominating at this level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's while standing out, like you still watch him like, yeah, like, there's there's more you can dream on with this guy and uh it's gonna be really exciting to see um how he finishes the summer how how he performs at area code and then uh what's in store for him for his senior season because like you said he could be a guy that uh uh people are trying to figure out how much how much do we need to pay this guy to get him out of his out of his college commitment And, and sorry dbu's coaching staff um, but yeah, you guys, you guys know how good this guy is and you're going to have they to know. sweat that one. Like they know, yeah. um, Caden Mitchell, uh, ended up having a really strong event with the bat. Yep. Um, OPS of 1.150, just one strikeout, five walks, um, you know, seven runs, uh, really competed well from the left side. Um, RJ Rice, uh, you look at his stats and it, they don't grab you, but I've watched a lot of his at bats and I, I saw the, the homer he hit as well. Uh, I think this guy can really hit. Yeah. Uh, I like the swing. Um, I saw him against Blake Mitchell in the state semifinal game. He was one of the only guys that timed Blake Mitchell and, and hit a ball hard off him for a base hit. Um, I think he's got a chance to be one of the better left-handed hitters um, in that class for sure. And then, and uh, David Hefner, um, he had a couple of balls that were loud off the bat yes. and I didn't yes. really know much about him as a pitcher. Um, and he got on the mound and competed well. 
um, you know, threw some good fastballs, really gave his team some quality innings. We know as these events get extended, um, you got to lean on some guys arms wise uh, to try to give you something there. And uh, yeah, just a guy that um, I, I came out of this. Uh, he's definitely a hitter, um, but I came out of this impressed with his competitiveness and is, is just trying to find a way to impact winning. But um, man, when he finds a barrel, it, it jumps off the bat. Yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna go into it knowing that he's had a pretty good coaching um, on the offensive yeah, side yeah. of the ball yeah. growing up. Shocking. Um, <laughs> yeah, made made the area code team. Uh, like I said, eight RBIs, I think four doubles on the weekend, three or four doubles, but um, was was really good. That's as good as I've seen him. Um, he just really competitive bats every time, um, and and. Another guy on the team who's more known for his pitching, but Cooper Strawn has some juice at the plate. He is strong. He's strong. Yeah, he is strong. I'm going to make a joke about being country strong because he's come, he's from Farmersville, which I have no idea if it's even country-like at all. But, um, yeah, it, it's – It is. He, I, I, I drive through it on the way to most – I got got pulled over in Farmersville Oh, last that's night right. On oh, the last way home. night? Last night. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Got a warning. Oh, there you got go. Got a warning, Good. thankfully. Good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it would have not been cheap. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, yeah, no, there, so the, the baseball field in Farmersville is like right on the like main road that goes by. Like I, I've, I've driven by it a couple of times and just thought to myself, I'm pretty sure Cooper's definitely hit this street before. Um, because <laughs> it's not far off the road and I'm, yeah. I, I just have pretty, pretty strong opinions on the fact that he's, he's probably hit him onto he's that got road one before. Out there before. Yeah, no doubt. But strong player, um, threw on the mound, uh, wasn't his best outing. Uh, but you, you can see it's all there. Like he threw, he, he threw a couple of pitches. You're like, man, if, if Nate Yeski can bottle that up and, and make that consistent, which he has a, unbelievable track record of doing mm-hmm. like uh, we're talking about a big time pitcher in the sec there yeah the change up to to me flashed is is it's got his chance to be his best secondary pitch um certainly for sure but yeah f- a fun group to watch you know it's always fun for me when i get to go kind of sit on those dallas teams for a little while um because those are guys that don't really get much of an opportunity and, to see and you get yeah and high you, school you, season. you get to see at least sometimes that i'm not making it up no, you know, no, so, no. Sometimes, no. occasionally, occasionally, I am. I, I do no, have. You're, I am right on some of these guys. Two, yeah. Your, uh, your guys that you talked up the most, Aiden Howard and in um, Aiden Smith. How about that? Two Aiden spelled differently. Hey, um, like, this is this is this is going to be it for another episode. But we could make a legitimate team of guys that's names rhyme with Braden. So yeah. if you take Aiden Braden. Hayden, Caden, Caden. Yeah. If you just took those, I mean, like we need to do that on another episode, yeah. but like we can make an all-star team of, of names that rhyme with Aiden. Yeah, you could. Yeah. And I, I didn't notice this until I, I, uh, I published our, uh, our 2022 five to 55, which we're, we're going to have another podcast episode probably later this week dedicated just to talking about our, our final list there. Um, I didn't realize it, but I think eight of the 10, Eight of the guys in the top 10, their names start with J. Yeah. Yeah. Jarek, yeah. Justin, Justin, Jace. I mean, there's a bunch of J's in there for sure. But um, yeah, let's uh, but but the the Bradens or whatever, we'll talk about Braden Rain a little bit. And then a bunch of apparently, if your name started with J, 
um, in the 2022 class, chances are you were ranked high um, on our list. But running through some other guys quickly through this uh, this Marlins bracket here, um, the uh, the H HFA Wichita Vipers um, drew. Veach, V-E-A-T-C-H. Sorry, Drew, if I, I mispronounced your name, but um, you ran 3-9 down the line uh, from the right side, which uh, really, really caught my attention. And I saw uh, Drew made a fantastic play in center field, running and tracking down a ball. I believe we got Good it on name. video. Um, deep in left center field. Uh, Great-looking kid athletically. Um, he's probably – Six two, just a really good looking kid with some physical projection, athletic swing. Uh, I, I think that he's going to be a guy that ends up ends up being a D one guy. Um, and then from that Sandlot seventeen U team, uh, Jax Ryan had one of the best events with the bat. Uh, yep. Ended up hitting five seventy one, seven twenty seven, a thousand uh, with a one point seven two seven OPS uh, for that Sandlot seventeen U. That's team. really really stood out with for them consistently. An OU commit, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's so many. Skip. Skip was out there watching him. Um. So he was. Yeah. He was. He. I kind of looked at him. I was like, oh. And he kind of smiled and was like, yeah, that's why I got him. Duh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It was. It was good to see Skip out there. Skip was. Uh. Was in great spirits. Uh, Skip. Surprisingly. Yeah. He yeah. unsurprisingly was in was in really good spirits. Uh. As he should be coming off. Well, the that, season. that that's where. Bad that's where skip feels the most comfortable is, you know, surrounded by baseball people and just able to tell stories. Like he had some, there was a couple of area guys that hadn't been around skip a whole lot. Some guys that were newer to the area and they couldn't believe some of the stuff coming out of his mouth. Like he skip is all forever entertaining and just one of the best people in the game. Like, you know, having pitched for him and, and then worked for him. Like he's just, he's just, he's what is good about baseball right yeah he guy had a great run and they just deserved everything they got and he's just he's a baseball lifer and you know he's be the guy that would be the same coach whether he was making a dollar or 10 million dollars he's just Mm -hmm. one of the best in the business yeah yeah he was up there bearing down some guys and checking on in on some of his commitments as well but yeah if 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 i could have i could have just spent the entire (laughs) <laughs> day when he was out there just beside him listening to stories and stuff like that uh reminded me how much i, I missed being around him when he was at texas but um yeah. in great spirits and i joked with him i said hey you know i'm an ex-media guy don't don't try to dunk on me we, i <laughs> yeah. saw what you did in that press conference so what you did in that press conference don't try dunking on me so uh we had some good laughs about that well it, that, yeah a, co- a couple more guys a couple more guys before we move on to the next bracket but from the dallas mustang sharp team um jackson rooker from salina hit a home run logan taylor had a good tournament from burleson centennial and then wade huckabee had a seven inning outing uh get, only gave up one run seven k's but got a one zero loss uh, but against i think it was against 12 black but really good outing for him um so he's just a, another good outing for him to keep building on and and hopefully continue that for the rest of the summer. The MVP bracket was won by Marucci Elite Texas 2023. Is it Thames or Tim's? Thames. Thames. Because mm-hmm. our colleague at Five Tool, Nick, is Nick Tim's, and it's spelled the same way, like the river in England. I always joke with him. The edge of the well, you know, I mean – just Nick's wrong. Nick's wrong about a lot of things. And this just, I guess is another one of them. Whoa. Shots fired. Yeah. He also, 
I told he had the first pick in a fantasy draft, and I, I told oh. him, take Trey Turner. Don't oh, make yeah. this complicated. I'm gonna take Mike Trout. Like you know me, I have a Mike Trout jersey in my closet. I am a gigantic Mike Trout homer. I said you Is have that a to jersey take Trey or Turner. A, a, a jersey or a jersey? No, it's a legit jersey. Like okay. I, I, I made the okay. plunge to All buy right. an actual jersey. So yeah, that's right. how. Yeah, you that's know. big time. Yeah, that's so. Uh, yeah, sorry, Nick. That Trey Turner's got like 15 homers and 11 steals, and Trout only has one. And steal, but... and that you're pronouncing your last name wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're in Texas, not England, buddy. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Marucci Elite tw- Texas 2023 Thames uh, won it in dramatic fashion, six to five over sticks. Uh, 2023 scout, but um, had a lot of fun watching this team. Um, Trey Broussard, a left-handed hitter, really athletic swing. One of those swings you see from the left side, and it's it's got a lot of rhythm to it. Just visually looks really, really pretty. Um, and it played well in games. Too. Yep. He had an OPS of 1.003, and um, it, caught my attention. Um, and he threw out he threw out the uh, he threw out the the uh, one, what yeah. would have been a tying run in the in the game to to end it. We got some great video of that, but uh, yeah, yeah, playing that uh, that short right field with the red monster um, and coming up and firing, and uh, it wasn't close. Uh, yeah. it, it allowed his catcher Gage Kimball, who had a really good event, um, ended up being the most productive hitter on that team, and in, in just one strikeout and five walks, really caught well. I I, I wrote him down on my notes a couple times, uh, but he was able to come up the line and field that fr- throw. Um, had a little time to put the tag on there, but um, impressive all around event for Trey Broussard. Um, Larry Drake, a guy that um, really made a name for himself last year at the Pudge World Classic. I think he was our defensive MVP at that event um, ended up committing to Rice, I think, shortly after that. Unsurprisingly, he had some really standout moments defensively, swung the bat well, a guy that's going to play a big part of, of what should be a really good season for Grand Oaks coming up um, during his senior season. He kind of reminds me some like in just the way – like he's built physically in, in the way he kind of moves and stuff. Like it kind of gets some like Gene Segura vibes. That's just kind of oh, how he okay. kind of just how he kind of moves and looks. And Segura was a shortstop before eventually moving to uh, to second base um, in the future. But uh, Larry Drake, pro- uh, productive event there. He, and he hit a bomb. He hit a bomb in the first inning of the uh, championship game too. It was he crushed it down the left field line. He seems like he kind of like wants those moments, you know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. When I've seen him, he's it's a gamer. Just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of like, hey, I, I he, one of those guys you can tell he's got a little extra juice when when there's a lot more on the line there. Yep. Um, Michael Herndon hit two homers. Um, yep. from Concordia Lutheran. Um, he impressed me. It seemed like every time I watched him, um, he hit a, at least one ball really, really hard. Um, but they had some guys staying out on the mound as well. Jackson Lowe um, didn't have like a great statistical line, um, but he was up to 91 miles an hour through four pitches. Um, this stuff caught my attention. Um, he's a guy that I've heard some about, but uh, getting some eyes on him. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's some projection there. I think that's going to be a guy that some uh, D1 programs definitely track throughout the summer and into next year. Yeah. There were definitely some coaches interested in watching him pitch this week. And I know that a couple people reached out to see if, see if we were going to see that game for sure. My Steven Sepulveda, yeah. Sepulveda may have been my favorite pitcher in the whole event. Um, he, I'll take a line from Skip. He's a water moccasin. Like just okay. Super, super competitive on the mound 
like he was gutting through. He, he had a really good outing in the championship game. Um, you know, and then he had a, an inning that got away from him at the end, but man, incredible performance uh, over the week for him. I mean, his, his slider is real. This, and this guy knows how to pitch uh, nine and two thirds innings for the week, 17 K's seven. He is, I mean, like he's a guy that a major D one program could take. And I could see him from day one jumping in, like to be like that really important bridge role yeah. uh, from the Lever starter German to reliever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a, like Tanner Witt was for Texas last mm-hmm. year um, or, or shoot, he may be the closer. I mean, that, yeah. you know, he's still got some projection left in there. The stuff was really good. Like I said, the, the slider was nasty and he just knows how to pitch. I mean, the bottom line, and he is hyper competitive. Um, yeah. But man, he was, he was really fun to watch. I mean, he, he kept that Doolin's lineup that is just loaded at bay for a while. And he just got after it. I mean, I, like I said, it, it was one of those outings where he, he got the loss, but he did not deserve an L on that one for sure, because he gutted it out. It was shoot well over a hundred degrees. And this was his second outing of the week. And he was just coming and coming and coming, but it was, it was fun to watch him pitch. He from El Paso Americas, he's going to be a mm-hmm. big get for somebody probably soon. I know there was a lot of coaches there uh, this weekend that were really impressed with him. Yeah. And it, it's still like, are you, are you, you better get him now because are you going to go to El Paso during the spring? Like, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that's a, uh, that's, that's one of those deals where um, these type of, of, of events really benefit um, kids like that because it, it's, it's a little harder to get out there and uh, yep. there's not as much, not as many pro- colleges in that area and that sort of thing. But we've got some really good video online of him. Um, it's kind of a unique slot, but it's a really quick, clean arm. Um, yep. The way the ball comes out, you mentioned the slider, man. It's a lot of fun. Another uh, quick, clean arm that I like was Br- uh, Briley Van ended up throwing. Yep. I believe he started the first game for them that I saw. Um, ended up striking out nine guys across 5.2 innings. Um, sharp breaking ball that that had some swings and misses to it. Um, I think he's a guy that's going to throw harder um, as, as, as he continues to develop. Uh, you just look at the way he's built, kind of built like an athletic football player. Um, I don't, I don't know if he plays football, but that's a guy I could see playing like safety or something at his high school, just that kind of build physically, but, um, a quick clean arm there. So yeah, that really, really interesting team, both with hitters and pitchers. Um, I, I think that they got a lot of, um, college coach attention there and, and rightfully so, because there's some guys that have an opportunity, uh, to keep moving on to the next level. Um, they knocked off sticks, 2023 scout in the bracket championship game there. And, uh, Another guy I wrote about before the Mattingly's, a guy I was really excited to watch, was uh, South Lake Carroll shortstop Ethan Mendoza. And, man, he did not disappoint. Um, it was a clinic. Oh, my gosh. I, I think that he was the best, most natural, pure hitter that was in that event. Just his ability to, to time pitches, um, to hit different pitches, to use parts of the field, to know – when he can get in situations when he can pull, when he's got to kind of let the ball travel a little more and go to the other way. Um, he didn't strike out once, not, not a once. single strikeout in 23 plate appearances. And that <laughs> was against good stuff. Like, you know, yep. I, I forget the first pitcher they were seeing the first game, but um, I, oh, they're playing the Puerto Rico team. And they were throwing a guy that had some good stuff. I think he punched out the first two batters. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, and then Mendoza gets in there 
and just Whap. times it and whacks a hard single. And I, like that sort of stuff always sticks out to me. Like this guy clearly on the mound is giving guys problems. It's your first game of the day. You're, you're kind of coming off cold. You haven't seen pitches. And you just get in there and time something right away and hit a hard base hit somewhere. So um, he ended up hitting 529, 609, uh, slugged <laughs> 1059 for an OPS of 1.668. And oh, by the way, he made probably three or four plays on slow rollers that were really athletic plays on tough plays. Uh, there's a there's a lot to like about his all around game. Um, once we get to our dive into our update of our 2023 list, um, I can assure you that he's not only going to be on it, he's probably going to be very very high up there. Um, a guy that w- was intriguing last summer just didn't quite have the production. Huge production for South Lake Carroll this year, and man, did he have some production this week as well. There's no doubt about it, and, and like you know, from us, I think one of the biggest compliments you can get is just to be called a baseball player and he is that for sure i mean there's he reminds me he's he he reminds me a lot of brandon loy um just a really you know good, you know how that much that name means to me exactly i mean he made some really tough plays like you said look easy um and he just has a he has that innate sense of timing and feel mm-hmm on defense and offense. And that's so rare. Um, I mean, Brandon, you know, Brandon had an insane senior year. He had over 500 his senior year. I'm pretty sure in high school and just showed up. And I think there was two games in his career uh, at Texas over the three years that he didn't start at shortstop. And it was the first two. Um, And he was, he was moved into that shortstop role. And for three years, you knew if the ball was hit to the left side of the field, you're out. Mm-hmm. And, and he just had that clock and you can see that Ethan plays like that. And he's one of those guys too, that, you know, he's gotten a lot stronger over the course of the last year. And, you know, from everything we've heard, he just, he put in the work to do that. Yeah. Um, it but showed. I, he, he's a great example of those guys that they have to figure out how to play baseball. And then when they grow and they already know how to play baseball, they're just special players. And he's yeah. in that category for me. Um, and I just, sky's the limit for him area code guy mm-hmm. you know dad dad is a coach um you know you see all kinds of guys like that that you know that i'm sure that a lot of that's where that comes from uh but i mean he he was as good as any player in the event i mean the yeah he w- yeah and and i don't know if he's taking an s2 but i bet if he takes an s2 cognition test i bet it's really good like he's just one of those guys <laughs> i watch now and i'm like yeah. i wonder what you would test because your instincts and the way you play in, in, in your, like, it just looks like you're one of those guys that processes things a little bit differently than, than your peers for sure. But um, hats off to him for, for just an outstanding tournament. I mean, there's like, I feel like he's going to, if we did like a YouTube of all his highlights over the week, it'd probably be like four minutes long. Just, it was just, you know, so impressive, but another really, really impressive guy, Dylan Schlegel, yeah. Um, you talk about putting in the work to get stronger. Um, he he looks the part of a really strong, athletic, twitchy player. Um, loud tools. I mean, he shut off the arm. He shut off the speed, both on the bases and in the outfield and center field. Showed off the power with two homers. Um, I, I, I felt really good about, you know, we, we kind of talked like, yeah, hey, it's a good thing we kind of snuck him on our first list. 
Uh, and then now it's like, okay, he's probably probably needs to go up on the list. Skyrocket. Um, yeah. after, after seeing him because uh, there's a ton of bat speed, there's a ton of tools, and there's a ton of production as well. Yeah, I mean, like, let's let's give Cliff Pennington some credit here. I mean, talk about some of these early evals that he made, and these guys are just blowing up this year. Yeah, um, Dylan Slagle, uh, Aiden Howard, I mean, uh, JJ Kinnett. I mean, just talk about that group. I mean, it's it's it, it is a star-studded group of baseball players with projection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just it is it is an unbelievable class that they're starting to put together Ben Tryon's one of our favorites Uriah Walters has tons of talent um I mean it's I was talking with Cliff a little bit on during the game on on Sunday and like he's he's just ecstatic about this group and he should be because they're (laughs) really good I mean this is going to be a class that rivals just about anybody in the state Um, I was going to say besides I think off the top of my head besides A&M I think you can make the case that this could be the best recruiting class in Texas right now. I mean, it might be, and I don't think they're done. I mean, shoot, they've got, you know, what a guy that they're going to have to really fight to hold on to from Colorado, the guy, oh, yeah. Ethan Kroll. I thought he made the area code team for out there, but I mean, that guy, whoo, like yeah. he, he's, he he's would, he would be, I think he, he would definitely be in the top 10 of a, of our 55 if he lived in oh, Texas yeah. for yeah. that class, but he's a special talent, but yeah, hats off to those DBU guys. Um, but yeah, they that that six team couple guys on the mound, uh, Parker Hytra going to OU from Birdville, uh, you know, struck out. Let's see, struck out three and in four innings, no walks, no runs. Uh, you know, has a big future on the mound. Trevor Tranberg from Heath, six mm-hmm. innings, four Ks, no earned runs. He just he's a guy that just seems to get better and better every mm-hmm. time out. I mean, you watched. I got to watch him throw a couple of times for heat this year. And he's another guy that just seems to keep progressing and keep progressing. And he's going to be counted on to have a huge role for Heath uh, with Johnny Lowe and Baylor Bauman moving on. But yeah, this six, six teams are fun to watch. They just, they have such a good organization, um, play the game the right way. Good coaching uh, from the top down. I mean, I'm talking like co- multiple of their college league teams are loaded. Uh, their 22 group is loaded. 23 group is loaded. We've talked about the 24s and the 25s. I mean, just a, just another really good organization that we get to see quite a bit, and it's fun to watch them play. And it you you really see the the guys that they have, and it kind of you know just kind of makes sense. You know, they have a bunch of good baseball players. Yeah, Tranberger's fun. I, my first look at him since last summer um, threw the fastball a lot for strikes, up to 89 miles an hour. Really hard slider. Um, I think that as he kind of gets more reps and, and just gets a feel for what he wants to do spin wise. Cause he can spin it. Um, yep. He could have a really big season for, for Heath. Um, then Blake Julius, uh, Oklahoma state commitment from, I believe from Mansfield legacy um, struck out nine guys across six and two thirds innings. Fastball is up to 90 in the second outing. He pitched one relief inning early in the tournament and then had to start, I believe a couple of days later. Um, change up flash to me is the best secondary pitch around 75, 76 kind of get some uncomfortable takes from that. Um, kind of had shown the shape of two different breaking balls, kind of a harder slider type look and kind of more of a, a bigger overhand curveball type look, uh, a guy that, that is a, is an area code guy. That's going to be fun to see how he performs, um, in that event as well. And certainly a guy that's got a chance to be better, one of the better right-handed pitchers, um, in the state, but, um, yeah, really fun group to watch. Um, you know, they had some juice in the middle of that lineup for sure. 
Um, I didn't get to see this guy pitch, but I, Kendall Cassie, it sounded like he had a monster um, effort on the mound, 10 strikeouts over five innings uh, for, for sticks. That, that team ERA is only 2.87, so um, they're certainly doing a lot of things right. Um, on the mound there and uh, the Colorado yard dogs Bates uh, ended up playing a lot of games, a lot of really competitive games deep into that bracket. And uh, Max Stanley um, uncommitted 2023 right-handed pitcher to me, um, you know, again, I I wasn't out there the entire week and didn't see every performance in person, certainly, but um, he was the best pitching prospect that I saw. Um, Five innings, uh, one earned run, four hits, two walks, five strikeouts, but Fastball was up to 89, but it was four quality pitches for a strike, not just throwing four pitches, all for strikes. I mean, 82 to 83 mile an hour slider commanded to the arm side, uh, really gave uh, right-handed hitters problems there. Um, Probably the best curveball I saw in the event, um, with with my own eyes at least, at 74 miles an hour, showed a changeup as well. sky's the limit for that guy um you know if if you're in that if if you're in that area or heck if you're anywhere really college wise um you need to you need to to put in a phone call to mr stanley uh he looks like a future kind of friday night arm in a college program assuming that he doesn't end up um going pro but um it's been fun to see these colorado teams come down um you know i i feel like they all have at least one really really good arm um, and certainly a couple of guys that can swing the bat yeah. as well. You know, Sean yeah. Marlowe had a big, big tournament for them. Yeah. And Cashel Duggar hit 500. Another guy from Valor Christian. I believe that's the school that the McCaffrey's went to. Um, oh, okay. But, Look at yeah, you but, pulling out some NFL knowledge. Yeah. Valor Christian's a big time private school. They, they, they play on, they, I've seen them on ESPN a couple of times, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where the McCaffrey's went. So, but they have a long history of really good baseball as well. Um, but yeah, Cashel. Cashel Cashel um, hit 500. Sorry for the butchering of the name, but if you want to send us a message, we'll correct it for our <laughs> next one. But yeah, hit 500, uh, double four RBIs. Um, just had a good had a good event. I mean, they're, like you said, they're they're just another one of those teams that you know they they play the game right. Um, you know, you can tell they're well coached. Kids were super thankful over the course of the event that they were there. Um, so that was you know that's always it's always a nice thing to hear, um, you know, especially people coming from out of town that don't always play in our stuff all the time, but, you know, having them down for these big events and seeing them enjoy it, you know, it makes you just feel better because they've come a long way and clearly probably spent a lot of money. Um, and it's just, it's nice to have groups like that and they're just really well run. So we appreciate those guys coming down for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, we know it's not easy to always make that work and stuff like that. And it's, it's really fun to, to see those teams come down and compete. Um, another team in that that bracket MVP 2023 running through some some guys quickly here. Uh, Colin Fisher, <laughs> six and a third, 12 punch outs, one walk, four hits um, in a strong inning there. He was up to 89 miles an hour. Um, the curveball just it, it overwhelmed guys. A really, really strong three pitch mix. Uh, I believe he might be an Arkansas commitment um, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I, I think he's committed somewhere, but uh, certainly looked at the, the part of a guy that's that's a major uh, major D one prospect there. And then the Houston Athletics seventeen U gold team, um, we're just going to call him Smash because that's what his teammates and his coaches calling him. Uh, and that's what he does. Uh, yeah, that's what he does. Uh, Brett Sm- Smashdrilla. 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 His uncle. 
his uncle was the main guy for the MLB scouting bureau in the area when I was. At oh, Texas. There, there we go. So basically, but they called him Smash the too. They called exactly. Him yeah, Smash. it's, it's got to so be that, a that, That's the thing. safe. That's the safe one. Yeah, you're right. He smashed all right. He hit two bombs, and they weren't cheapies. Uh, they he were can run. Deep, yeah, deep and far, and um, he's a six five sixty guy, and you can see it in the way he plays. It shows up on yeah. the diamond, both on the bases and defensively. Um, loud tools. Um, this is my Super third athletic. time, sir, third time to see this team who I just, I, I, I love watching this team because they just compete, man. They know how to play the game. Um, they play it the right way. They don't give it bats way. They catch the ball, they get their outs, they throw strikes, but, um, smash to me. I, I think that he, he made a name for himself in the way that there's, there's going to be some D one programs that need to, uh, need to definitely track him closely, but, um, Tommy Willis catcher from second Baptist is a guy that's, that's kind of caught my eye before, um, Braden Morris had a really strong event. Art Perez, who I wrote up after our first, uh, five tool Houston regional, uh, one of our first events of the summer, I was like, man, this guy just looks like he can hit, you know, not a lot yeah. of power, but can just hit. And that's he literally all he's done is he's, He's hit over and over and over again. Um, yeah, 571. Throw strikes on the mound as well, but I like him a little bit more um, as a hitter. But um, Jonathan Cantor had another really strong performance for, for them on the mound as well. A guy that's thrown a lot of quality innings um, from the left side for Houston A's this summer. But uh, I, I just I, – I love watching those guys play. Uh, a lot of guys that, that should continue to play at the next level – um, a, a fun group to follow because they just they just play the game the right way. No doubt. No doubt. Well, the final bracket here, the gold glove bracket, um, in honor of Don Mangley winning uh winning some some gold hardware for his defensive efforts in his MLB career. Um, Texas 12 Maroon ended up winning this bracket, obviously, because they ended up playing duelants in the semifinal. Um, knocking off Texas Cannons there 11 to 3. Um, in that bracket championship and uh, our guy, Braden Randall, you know, what, what can you say? It just feels like every time he's on the field, he produces. Well, he did that again. Um, I mean, he, he got in there. One of his, I mean, one of the most impressive at bats he had to me was to lead off the game against Barrett Kent for Doolin's. Uh, I think it was probably the second pitch of the game, just smashed the ball. I mean, it was six inches from being a home run to right field. Um, and just kind of set the tone for the game. I mean, it was going to, it was like, okay, here we go, boys. It's going to be a track meet. And <laughs> that's kind of what it was. Uh, but, you know, he's nothing, nothing scares that guy. He's aggressive. He plays hard, plays the game the right way. And it's just, it's always fun to watch him play. Um, you know, he, he was a guy that wanted to be challenged, uh, wasn't afraid of the competition going to the 12th. And he's played second, short, third outfield. You know, he's, Joe, he almost, he, he thought he was going to catch that, uh, the walk-off home run from right field, the one that ended up going probably about 20 feet over the fence, but off the bat, he thought he was going to catch it and climb the fence and do so, which wouldn't have surprised me, but yeah, he hit two doubles, three home runs, seven RBIs, 10 runs hitting at the top of that lineup for 12. Um, and just, you know, I, we've well-documented fans of Braden Randall. Yes. This is a, a Braden Randall, uh, podcast. Um, it is. We are Braden Randall stands and he's just, he's a fun little player. He's going to have an unbelievable college career um, in Austin and be excited to watch him continue to play. But I mean, shoot, while I was going through the stats uh, to look at 
to figure out who to highlight for the who, for who the didn't hit for this team. Well, that that would have been an easier <laughs> list. And we're talking about a team like we're talking about a team that made the semifinals in one of our biggest events and took an unbelievable Duelins teams to well, literally the last pitch of the game. Yeah. And they were missing five, six of their best players. Right. Um, that just, like, again, we, you know, we've, we've bragged about the 12 as an organization and this is just another good example of it, but shoot Blake Brown hit 444 with three doubles, seven RBIs, eight runs, Sam Houston commit from Lake Creek, Drew Markle, Ole Miss commit from Tompkins. Uh, I mean, the guy was just all over the place. He's on all base. Long. He like lived I, on base. I felt like every time I walked by or looked up, I thought that Braden or Drew was like circling the bases. Like if you mm-hmm. watch, if you watch the scoreboard for some of their games throughout the week, it looked like the kid doing the scoreboard had fallen asleep on the run button. Cause it was like, every time you looked over the, the runs were just climbing and climbing and climbing. But, you know, JJ Kinnett, which who we talked about earlier, two bombs. I'm going back a little bit to what Cliff Pennington was talking about. He just, they're thrilled with this guy. I mean, he's just a leader and a glue guy. And on top of that, he's your catcher and hit 529 with eight RBIs and seven runs. And he was but the he was the heartbeat of that Ridge Point team this year, too, who ended up that that's just really what he does. expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know Cliff was excited. I mean, this is these are the things that you look at when you're putting together these classes. But you know, JJ got done with his game on one of the days and then waited an extra 45 minutes just to say hi to one of his, you know, future teammates at DBU after their game. So, and, you know, like we've talked about, it's about a million degrees out there and Mm -hmm. you are ready to get on and get in some air conditioning, get something to eat, cool down a little bit, but he didn't, he just stayed around so he could see his future teammate. And it sounds like he's just a ringleader for every team he's a part of, Um, you know, another big time prospect, Jack Bell, hit 400, 10 RBIs on the week. Landon West, you know, I know you mentioned his home run earlier, uh, Tompkins guy, and then our guy Sam Myers, who, you know, just a – Doesn't have a bad bat. Non-stop grinder. He's mm-hmm. a guy that you just know is going to get plugged into that lineup at TCU and just be there. He's going to be one of those guys that you look up in, in a few years and you're like, God, how long has this guy been there? Yeah. And it's going to feel like he's been there for eight to 10 years because that's the kind of numbers he's going to put up against some teams in the, in the big 12 moving forward. But yeah, I mean, just an insane amount of ridiculous performances from the maroon team at the plate. And, you know, there's, there is deep and as talented as anybody out there. Yeah. Jack Bell defensively had a, 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 he had one game where I feel like he had like three or four of those kind of slow roller tough place to make and he made all of them like easily um yep. he's got a chance to be a really really standout defensive player and uh blake brown sam houston state commit like I, I i always appreciate watching guys sometimes and it's like it's like that is the quintessential sam houston state like type of of player just like yep. competitive gritty just productive can play all over the diamond in the heart of the action like um, you can see why like, Sammy used to say jumped on him early on. Um, and then on the pitching side, um, you know, Jackson Blank, a uh, guy that's caught my attention some in the past, was up to 92 miles an hour. 
Um, Ty Baker um, didn't show in his ERA. Um, he ended up getting charged with four runs. Um, that was in the last inning of his start. Struck out seven guys. Fastballs up to 92 was, was overpowering. Got a lot of swings and misses um, on that fastball, which we didn't see a lot of this week at, at that event. You know, there weren't many guys that could really beat you with just a fastball um, out there in that event, but he, he was one of those guys. Um, and uh, it was pretty cool seeing Andy Pettit out there, you know, his son Luke yeah. Pettit, um, standout guy on the mound, um, also had some, some juice, the box. He, he had a couple of fly balls. I was like, Oh man, you've, you've got some raw power in there somewhere. Um, uh, fun seeing him out there competing as well, but, uh, yeah, fun group to follow, uh, for sure. Um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, that some of those guys are out of PDP, but I mean, what they did as a team hitting wise, I mean, as a team, <laughs> they hit 411, 526, 650 with more walks than strikeouts. Yeah, like, and that's as, without Blake Mitchell, team. Kendall George, and Jaquay Stewart. Right. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. just a, it's it's a tribute to those guys and uh, a fun watching those guys. But um, just a lot of guys that since I last saw them have gotten noticeably better or noticeably yep. stronger. Like J.J. Kinnett is a noticeably stronger player now. Um, you know, I think you kind of say the same about some of those guys as well. So uh, fun group. They ended up uh, winning that bracket. Uh, before um, being on the wrong end of, of some walk-off drama um, against that Dolan's Dodgers team. But uh, they ended up knocking off the Texas Cannons um, in the bracket championship there. And uh, Drew Schmidt was a guy that I wrote down a couple of times, having watched them, um, yeah. put the ball in play really hard several times, um, played shortstop well defensively. If you look at his, his, his stat line, you're like, oh, like, okay, he's, you know, hit 263. But I'm telling you, like the swing, the, the, the physical outlook, uh, the way he played the game, both offensively and defensively, uh, certainly a guy that really caught my attention for sure for that group. Yeah, I mean, it, another group that does things the right way. I know Coach Chambly does a really good job with them. Noah Thorne had a big week, hit 357, hit a home run. Um, 1.185 OPS for the week. Um, and they, they're just a team that, you know, like they, they're kind of like the sticks 25 team when they played up in that event, you know, they're, the stats don't blow you away offensively, but they find ways to score runs and win. I mean, yeah. Blaine Poland, uh, seven innings, zero ERA, uh, Connor masters, seven innings, zero ERA, Jack Haston, 4.1 innings, zero ERA. I mean, just, you know, they, they play good baseball and they don't beat themselves. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's just a, it's a testament to good baseball and a, another well-run organization that plays in, a, in our events. And it's fun to watch them play. Yeah. And uh, you know who really likes people that play that way? College coaches, because that's how you win games yeah. at the next level. It's, it's, is, is not making mistakes um in in uh and making things happen there the dfw twins team an organization that we're familiar with um you know seeing their groups and staying out guys in that 2024 pudgel class a couple commitments ended up coming out of there jackson burns two texas tech guys jackson burns right-handed pitcher um and then ryan jones left-handed hitter that really stood out in the approach world classic with his bat speed uh ended up being texas uh texas tech commitments coming out of there but uh pinner unra really threw the ball well right-handed pitcher uh, punched out 11 guys across five innings, um, had a standout performance for, for them on the mound, um, a, a team that, that played well. Uh, Siler Moore kind of – he didn't have a great event statistically, but, man, if you just look at the swing and, and the body and the physical outlook and the athleticism 
Um, I think he's got a chance to, to develop into a guy that some people are kind of keeping some tabs on during the high school season. Yeah, and Graydon Wolf, seven innings pitched, eight Ks, complete game shutout, left-handed pitcher from Munster. Um, another oh, guy how did I forget him? Yeah, I watched that start. Yeah, really impressive changeup, 84-86, uh, just competed his butt off, uh, really threw the ball well. Yeah, no doubt. They're, that's a, another good organization that just continues to produce good players, like you mentioned from the other group, Brian Jones and and, and Tanner Burns. Yeah, I bet I, I bet our man of Munster Jackson gives Burns. those, those batters Burns. hell. Yeah, because uh, that's probably the type of arm they don't see much um, in Munster, oh, Texas. Graydon, I'm assuming it's Graydon Wolf. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, another rhymer. Yeah, well, there we're going to call it that, whether you pronounce it that way or not. Sorry, Graydon be in the Graydon. rhyming. You're yeah, on the eighty need, team. Yeah, we need confirmation from you, uh, Graydon, on that one. So let us know, and you can be on the team. Yeah, we uh, we we need you on that group, the rhyming group for sure. Um, the, the Trotsky team, um, Cole Cossey, I, uh, I I didn't really know much about heading into this. Um, heard he threw hard, saw him warm up the bullpen. He asked him, he's a big guy. He's probably 6'4". Um, and he's going to, he's going to like, he's going to mature physically and get stronger and stuff like that. Like it's not a, it's not a physically developed, like growth spurt body. Um, he got up there and it was the best fastball of the event. Uh, it was up to 93. I saw one gun had it up to 94. Uh, just came out with just that sizzle out of the hand with that life through the zone. Uh, struck out 11 guys in four innings. And I think it was just, um, he might have struck out everybody with just the fastball. Um, the breaking ball is kind of a rework, but he started throwing a harder slider at around 80 as, as the, as the uh, outing progressed. And I think that's definitely going to be the pitch he needs to stick with moving forward. But um, he goes to Katie and I was like, man, I saw Katie a couple of times this year. Like, <laughs> where are they hiding this guy? Uh, just goes to show you sometimes that some of these programs just have an embarrassment of riches on the mound. Like who is the kid from South Lake Carroll that was like on JV and he showed up throwing 92 um, this past week, or uh, there's, there's been a couple guys like that, that just kind of come out of the woodwork from these programs. Like what, why didn't you pitch? Like, Oh yeah. South Lake Carroll had Owen Proch and Griffin Herring who basically threw complete games every time. <laughs> so like that, that's why you didn't pitch. Um, but Cole Cassie, a guy that um, I know turned a lot of heads uh, with his performance on the mound. It's a big committed to tech, committed big, to tech right yeah. afterwards. Excuse me. <clears throat> big powerful heater um he is going to be a lot of fun to watch uh over the course of his career that that katie team katie's going to make another run in a state championship andrew hilton uh lucas moore and this guy on the mound for those guys that's quite the trio to have um at one, yeah, high, school for, at one high school for sure but uh uh jacob tanguma from north shore uh a ball player just in the middle of action had a really good high school season as a junior um you could see why out here at, at the mattingly um, this past week, uh, put the ball in play a lot, had an OPS of 1.095, um, hit a homer, had a double, um, gets gets the most out of what he has physically to drive the baseball. Um, he's certainly a guy that caught my attention with the bat. Another guy, too, Jalen Ramirez, um, had a really, really good week with the bat as well. Yeah, looking at a couple of the other teams that we have left in this bracket, you got um, from the out of speed upper class team, Mateo Kopp had a big weekend, mm -hmm. uh, hit two home runs, seven RBIs from Benicia High School in California. Was that the guy that hit a home run on his birthday? I believe it was. Yeah, I don't know that really for a good... fact, but that was that was one of the funniest things that happened all week. 
um, for some reason, our video guy uh, made a bet with him that he would give him what, 10, 20, bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. if he hit a home run. And I don't know that he wanted to give more about half of his game check away, but he did. So <laughs> Uh, that was like, everyone was going crazy and we couldn't really figure out why other than the fact that it was a home run, but he was like pointing back to the camera and it was like, something happened here. And so we investigated a little bit and found out that that was the case, but yeah, he, I think, he, I think that might've been Mateo. I'm not positive, but if it wasn't, um, that was still a great story. Uh, and then going over, moving over to the LBC team, uh, Cooper Burgess had three doubles and a home run, 10 RBIs from Smithson Valley. Uh, DJ Pinkerton hit 438 with two doubles, two triples, five RBIs. And another thing that kind of that just keeps sticking out to me from a lot of the Texas kids, we keep rattling off the same schools and a lot yeah. of these schools, uh, it's no, no coincidence why they were good. I mean, I feel like we've named a double digit Tompkins guys, yeah. Grand Oaks guys, Smithson Valley guys, uh, just you know, Lake Creek schools that made deep runs in the playoffs. And it's, as you look deeper and deeper into this, it's not, an, it's not an accident. Um, there's just, there's just a lot of good players that play on really good teams and they're the catalyst for their, not only their summer teams, but their high school teams as well. Uh, yeah. just a, a lot of really, really impressive players. And it makes these events fun because you can watch, you can pick out any of the four fields going on at a time and see some kids that are going to play at the next level mm -hmm. and are just, it, it just makes it so much more exciting. Like the other night during the semifinal games, we positioned them to where the games were on Hogan and Bishop. So you could literally stand in between and watch both games at the same time. Um, and it had, there was a funny little collection of scouts that was just lined in between the field when, Usually a lot of guys are, you know, packed in behind the plate, especially yeah. when a guy like Barrett Kent's throwing, but they were just guys wearing out a path between the two fields and trying to see every pitch that they could. And there's just a lot going on and it's tough to pick which games you see. And that's what, you know, it's a fun thing, but it's also, you know, like you said, there's some major FOMO going on. Yes. Because you know, you know, you're going to miss some missing something. Yeah. 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 And but I mean, like I said, the, the one game that people didn't miss was that 12 Doolin's game. I mean, the, the, the momentum swings, the back and forth of it. Like I literally, I had help uh, Cherie go in, look at something on the computer. And I, I missed both of the 12 home runs in that crazy comeback. Oh, like, yeah, the ball I, is just flying out of there. I like, you could hear the crowd because that was one of the games that was probably the most heavily attended. I mean, there was, you could tell it was a big deal because there were, I mean, kids from not, I don't know, it was all the teams, but I felt like there was a ton of kids that weren't playing. And, you know, cause this was the last game of the day and kids came back to watch that matchup. Um, and that's the, those are the kind of atmospheres that make this fun and they were mm -hmm. not cheated. I mean, it was, it was a big time, big time event and there was intensity, there were scouts, there was, you know, it just, it was a great baseball game. Both teams knew it too. I mean, even the, yeah. even the 12 after coming out on top or, you know, coming out behind, um, you know, I think they all realized pretty quickly what they had just been a part of. And those mm -hmm. are, those are the kind of, you know, the kind of games that we'll remember for a long time, a long time, because it was so exciting and just so many good players that will go on to do big things. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of refer to those games as I, I call them Skittles games. 
because <laughs> when I was growing up, I used to always go back to like tournaments or things or whatever. And I'd get a bag of Skittles and just go watch like one of those types of games. Like, it's just, you know, it's kind of like you see the, the little kids start showing up and parents of other players and just all of a sudden there's a crowd watching those types of games. But um, a couple other guys before we wrap up here, Alexander Paniagua, right-handed pitcher um, from the LBC national team. Um, a guy I saw last fall, I believe, in a San Antonio event, uh, Eagle Pass right-handed pitcher, struck out five guys in two and a third. He's got a lot of upside. Uh, I, I think he's just scratching the surface and uh, a good-looking arm with some good-looking stuff as well. And then Cade Algier, um, I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong, but uh, struck out 12 guys across seven and two-thirds innings. Uh, really competitive. Uh, fastball had good shape to it, 84-86, um, but uh, missed some bats, especially when it was up in the zone. Undersized guy, but, but gets the most out of what he has to, to run the fastball up there pretty good. And then the uh, Mississauga Tigers, our Canadian friends. Yeah. Caleb Thomas. Um, right-handed pitcher struck out 13 in, in a seven inning start was still touching 90 miles an hour in the seventh inning. Uh, slider was dominant 78, 79 threw it for a strike whenever he wanted to buried it when he wanted to. And then he'd run the fastball up there 92 miles an hour. I believe he's a Missouri state commitment. Uh, they had a couple commitments out there and uh, you can see why for a mid-major program they're they're often putting guys into the MLB draft, especially on the arm side, because they do a good job identifying guys. But uh, Caleb Thomas, definitely one of the best pitchers um, that I saw out there. I forgot. I think it was uh, Brooks was like, Hey, there's this guy throwing really hard for, for Mississauga. And I kind of started booking my way over there and sure enough. It's like, yeah, this is, this is really good stuff. But um, yeah, so that, that wraps up the four brackets. Um, Sorry in advance if, if we, we we definitely missed some people, um, but this one has already run really long as well. And um, Allison, bless her heart, uh, a lot of, a lot of names are going to be tagged in this in this podcast. I, for I've sure, got but... three pages worth of notes. Oh for her, boy! So sorry, oh, boy. Yeah, not sorry. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make another coffee before I go through and timestamp some of these um, some of these. But uh, no, it's it's a it's a good problem problem to have for sure. It's a, just kind of a tribute to. Um, their performances and the teams and um, and everything else that we kind of probably kind of filled another podcast just mentioning a bunch of people as well. But uh, another very very successful um, double ABC Don Mattingly World Series. I believe there was what sixty eight scouts there between the colleges and pros. I know that we published um, the this the long list of schools and pro organizations um, that are out there checking out the coverage. And I guarantee you, we're going to see in the coming weeks there's going to be commitments come out of this. Um, you know, from those coaches that were at that event, um, getting some eyes on, on some people as well. So uh, really fun, a lot of drama, um, a lot of star players stood out, like the big names, you know, did their thing, especially on the position side. Like, you know, there's a guy, a lot of guys that backed up, um, you know, being either a, a college commitment or a five till 55 guy or, or whatever it is. Um, but, but certainly some, some guys that definitely came out there making a name for ourselves. Our, our guy from El Paso, I know is certainly going to be a guy that I think a lot of D1 programs are going to be paying close attention to. Um, but yeah, that wraps up the Mattingly. Um, looking ahead, when we next record, we will talk about our final um, 2022 5 Tool 55, which is published at 5Tool.org. I tweeted it out, I believe, on Sunday. Um, went through there. We've got our list published, talked about some of the guys that made moves up the list, talked about the new names on the list, um, some of our toughest ranking decisions, and also a few guys that 
Um, didn't make the cut, but could have easily, maybe should have uh, made the cut. I feel like Ryan Black and Jake Dewar just hit homers somewhere, um, you know, since I published that. All list. But we'll time. get it. Yeah, we'll get into heavy detail about those guys on the next podcast. And then we'll probably mention, too, there's been a lot of coaching changes around the, the region. Um, you know, some some big name programs, you know, LSU and Texas um, and some others as well. UTA, um, hey, power of the podcast, Clay Van Hook. Shout out to him for becoming the new head coach at UTA. Um, I'm sure he's probably called Ryan Black uh, 73 times. Uh, since he was out watching job. him play. He was out watching him play yesterday in the call. Good. Good. We call that in AAU basketball. We would call that babysitting because you got you got to <laughs> go check in on your babies and make sure that they see you're there. They're watching uh, for sure. So they're feeling the love. But well, hey, last thing, last thing before we go, I want to get I want to commend Ryan Black for something that he did. He and his family. That's really hard to do. Um, just, you know, he he sat there through a coaching change that was made a long time ago and took a long time to make a hire. And he was committed literally and, and to the process that he was going to stay and figure out who was going to be the coach. And he's going to be rewarded for that. You know, he, he gets a great coach with Clay Van Hook who has, you know, was an infielder himself knows how to coach offense and, and he, and Ryan's going to be a huge part of that program and he's going to be rewarded for it. You know, I was talking with his dad during the game and you, you almost felt like it was karma because the day after, I think it was the day after clay was hired, I think Ryan hit two bombs to dead center. <laughs> and it was like, you know, like, I don't think we see that enough. Um, people willing to stick to their commitments and and figure out and stay committed for a while and see who's going to be hired. I mean, there are people that do it, but this was an unusually tough one because mm-hmm. the process of the hiring took significantly longer because they had to hire an AD and yeah. it just, it took a long time and they did their homework and ended up on, on, on a good candidate with clay. I mean, clay was a roommate of mine and he's a great baseball guy from a great baseball family. And he's going to be, you know, like he knows exactly what Ryan needs to do. And again, I, I can't, preach enough how impressed I was with Ryan throughout the process. And I talked to him a couple of times throughout it. And, you know, he, you know, he'll admit that it wasn't always easy. It's tough to do. I mean, it's a lot of uncertainty at a big time in your life. And, you know, for him to stick in there and get rewarded is really exciting to see because he deserves it. And, you know, I mean, it comes from having good parents that lead you in the right way yeah. um, and, and people that were focused on the right things. Um, and, and as of no surprise, his dad played for Skip, you know, and so and just another another long list of people that are, are touched by Skip and, you know, just they do things the right Skip's always done things the right way. And he breeds that into his players. And it's cool to see them go on to be parents and then raise kids that are just like the kind of kids that Skip recruits. So and, and then it comes and he ends up playing for a guy that has worked for played for Skip and worked for Skip. So. Just a cool story. Um, again, hats off to the Black family for doing things the right way. Um, it's just it's it's nice to see that there are some people that understand the commitment and are willing to stick through it. And and that's not to down uh, to talk bad about people who don't. You got to do what's best for you. But sometimes it, it, it's they did a really hard thing, and and Ryan's going to be rewarded for it. And you know he's his baseball career is on an upward trend, and he's just going to take off for UTA. If in my opinion. Yeah, and he's close to home too. Family will like that, having him yeah. around there. So 
Yeah, it's it's not easy to uh, to exercise the uh, the dreaded P word in recruiting patience. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, and in this instance, the patience uh, was was definitely rewarded, too. So uh, he's had a heck of a summer and it's going to be really fun to watch uh, what his career uh, does at UTA. It's going to be fun to watch what Clay Van Hook does um, as well. And it's kind of funny, like all like these guys that kind of coach under guys that are great baseball minds and baseball people, they kind of start to move up in the world and, uh, and, and carve out their own, uh, their own successful path in the game as well. So uh, it was cool to see Clay out there, Skip out there, Skip's son, Tyler Johnson out there, <laughs> Mitch Thompson out there, you know, Zach Dillon out there, like all these different guys. And then some of our other familiar faces, our guy, Josh um, at Texas state and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's fun to see the, the familiar faces, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's kind of funny how the baseball world can kind of intertwine. Um, and a lot of successful people kind of have links to each other um, as they kind of work up in the industry. But we've certainly talked long enough. Uh, you can follow us um, on Twitter at Dustin L. McComas, at Drew H. Bishop. Follow the podcast at Five Tool Pod, both on Twitter and on Instagram. And make sure you're following all of our Five Tool coverage, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, we're all over the place. Um, I, I'm sure there's a there's a there's a, a hard drive full of uh, some highlight stuff that's yet to come out um, from the Manly event. But if you missed any of this, especially if you missed that Doolin's in, in 12 Maroon game, go online. There's great videos uh, from there, including the walk off homer with two angles uh, to it. How about that? Not just, you don't just get one angle of the big moment at five. Two, you get two <laughs> angles as well. So go uh, tune into there. But uh, thanks for tuning in and listening. Um, until we talk to y'all next time, have a good week. Stay cool if you can. If you can, hope your AC stays on and take care.